You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm born ready, man. From the Presenium, the podcast about film making yeah. and movie watching. I need to write that down so I remember. You do. It. We need to put it on the <laughs> wall over here. From the Presenium Film Society, this is Tim. This is Dustin. And this is our. Is this a quick cut or is this a full episode? This today? is a full episode. Full man. episode. So be prepared. Sit down. Grab a coffee or bourbon or whatever, and listen as we chat about over and underrated movies. Yes, this should be fun because uh, hopefully we have kept our list secret from each yeah, other, so we can yell at each other. Yeah. And when Dustin proposed this theme to me, I was like, "Well, what are some of the criteria that determine if something is under or overrated?" And your, your response was, "Use your own judgment," <laughs> which made it much easier for me. It'll be fun, though. One thing I do want to talk about before we get into it is last Saturday at the Mayflower Arts Center in Troy, Ohio, PBS gave a special sneak preview of their upcoming American Adventure spe- uh, series episode. That's a lot of words. You're already making me yawn. I know. Chasing the Moon, Woo. which was a, a could be apparently a two-hour documentary on PBS July 7th and 8th, recording the events around the first manned moon landing and Apollo 11. And they showed us the first 45 minutes of it, and it was pretty cool because they used um, file footage and other footage and home movies from people leading up to landing on the moon and landing on the moon. And the fakery. And the fakery. But Dustin doesn't want to talk about the, the conspiracy no, theories about the fake about moon the landing. fakery. We've done it. We haven't, but America has done it. It's over. Yeah. It's old. But anyway, so Chasing the Moon on PBS. They're not a sponsor. We're not getting any money. Wait, we already showed it? They already showed it? They showed, the, they showed the that first 45 minutes of it oh. to get you to whet your appetite as a teaser. So it wasn't the full thing? Nope. Oh. And they ended it just as the lunar module is getting ready to land on the moon. So you have to wait to see if Ooh. it made it or not. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Moonhanger. Spoiler moon alert. Hanger. They made it. It was interesting, though. They were also interviewing the ABC, CBS, and I think NBC about what they had to do to get ready to cover that as a news event. And one of them actually built a set. I think it was CBS. Built a million-dollar set. Of the moon. Of the moon landing <laughs> with the lunar module so they could show people, this is what we think is going on. Right now. Sure it was. Which I'm sure let, helped lead wink, to the conspiracy wink, wink. theories. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. And then, and this the, is what we think is going on. And the the con- news doing great work even in 1969. <laughs> <laughs> and the computer technology and graphics was just really funny to watch because they had the, the countdown of 7654, which is the clock flipping over. Yeah, there wasn't much was superimposed computer. on the screen. Yeah, Those computers were gigantic back yep. then. No, that was actually one of the things that came out of NASA was there was a computer on the lunar module. And yeah. They had to make it super tiny because at that point in time, computers filled up. And Velcro, Tim. And Velcro. So there was a computer on. And Tang. And, and Tang. All the great yeah, things. All, all, all the wonderful things that came out of us going to the moon. There you go. But microprocessors, they, they were the first ones to use microprocessors a lot. I remember I went to the Neil Armstrong Museum when I was little. In Wapakoneta, Ohio. Yes, and I bought some astronaut ice cream, and it was disgusting. Astronaut, no, it made me not want to go to space. Because <laughs> if that was the type of ice cream they're serving, count me out. If that's dessert, I don't want to Count any. me out. I used to love getting the... the I had that Neapolitan crap. Yeah, I like it that. It looked like the, the board on Candyland where it's up towards the top. They have Neapolitan like ice pops yeah. that you float on. That's what it reminded me of, but not as much fun as Candyland. 
Actually, that's a boring game. What, Candyland? Yeah. I, I buy it when I go thrift store shopping. <laughs> it's boring. Here's a card that's I, green. I, use it, I, I, use I realize this is for like a three-year-old. Yeah. but I find it boring, Parker Brothers. It's not made for you. <laughs> All right. You play like Stratego. I did like Stratego. You find the bombs. That was a yeah. fun game. Risk this, takes too long. Yeah, it's, fun. 12, it's fun. It's fun. Seven though. to twelve days. Yeah, I have a game called Axes and Allies. Have you ever played that? No. It's like Risk, but World War Two, and that takes hours, but it's really fun. But you have to have friends, which I don't have, so I can't play it. <laughs> it's kind of tough to play against yourself. Yeah, but you set up the board. It's set up historically how everything was divided right at the beginning of World War Two. So if you pick. Germany, you ha- you own half of Europe at that point. Russia has little to nothing. America's all right. We have a decent navy. Japan has a lot. But then as the game unfolds... If you, but if you know who's going to win, why play the game? You don't because then you, you just start that way. And then it, however you play it. I mean, it can turn out differently than the real war it did? It can. Yes. No. Yes. It's Speaking of game. games and going back to movies, Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Yes. You've been playing that, right? I have been. You're up to level... I'm eight. You're eight? Yeah, I'm, I'm nine. Eight. Yeah. Yeah, but you live right downtown. It I is have easy nothing. for me. I, I have nothing out I can I can sit in the studio here and have access to three ends, no, four ends and yeah, three see, greenhouses. I, I walk outside the front door and there's a fortress. I go down a block. Yeah, I can't. There are more ends and fortresses. See, we have to actually come to town and walk around and find crap, which is what you're supposed to be doing, Tim. Exercise. I do. I walk around. What is the best thing you've found so far? I saw that you retrieved a vampire. That was kind of cool. Did you get a vampire or was it a zombie? I did vampires. It was a vampire, yeah. I think I have two golden snitch or two fragments of the golden snitch already. I have a fragment of the Quidditch World Cup. I have, and I have, I have a that, portrait yeah. of Bellatrix Lestrange. I have two of those. Dang it, Tim. Have you, have you gone into the fortresses and done battles in there? Yeah. A man and I went in and did one yesterday. As together? I can yeah. I can do it by myself because no one ever is no one is ever in the fortresses when I go in. Yeah. We so did I it do together. it by myself. There was one confoundable I found that was because they're ranked from low, medium, medium, high, and all that. Yeah. One to emergency extreme. Wow. Where was that at? Uh, it was down by the courthouse. Was it a dark arts? Yeah. And yeah. it was a the Whomping Willow on fire. Oh. <laughs> and I went through, I think, 30 <laughs> of the magic spells. Oh, God. This is before I knew how to use potions. If I, uh-huh. if I, if I had known... I if you had used, used potions, you might have been a little better. Right. And then, and then it disappeared. After th- oh, after you wasted it. I, well, I didn't waste it because yeah, it disappeared though. Because I live close enough ends, I can I can fill up on my ends in no time. Yeah, I can't unless I'm at work because Mojo's is an in, K's is an in, and uh, Redmond's, so I can sit right while there. I'm at work. Yeah. yeah, and then there's a couple like uh, there's a couple spots where magical creatures will appear right behind, and I can just get them while yeah. I'm at work. And I don't have to walk around, but. That's it's fun. Wizards United. I've Amanda I've likes it. I'm Ingress. surprised Amanda likes it. Yeah, I played Ingress. I played Pokemon Go. I, I did played not this play one. Pokemon Go. And they're all three very different. I feel like this one has the potential to be more successful in Pokemon Go because not everyone liked Pokemon. Like me, I'm playing this, and I wouldn't. I still wouldn't play Pokemon because I've I, I never watched Pokemon or played Pokemon, but I still played Pokemon Go. Eh. I didn't understand the backstory eh. of any of that stuff. I just went around collecting them all because. That's what you're supposed to do according yeah. to the theme song. But this one's good because it has the music and it has the. It's fun. It has a few things that I'm not quite happy with. Like what? Magic spells. Limited, yeah. Limiting you to 75 and you have to spend money to increase it. You never can increase it through oh, rewards. I already increased mine, so. I increased I mine. I spent my money. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, but you get money every day. You get new. You get replenished. 
You don't get not on that. You don't. On your money, you do. How much do you earn a day? Ah, I got like twenty today. Oh, and how, then like how do you if get you, that? it just your daily whatever it recycles every day. And oh. then if you go into your daily the daily tasks, yeah, yeah. you you have to collect them, and there's money in there oh, yeah. too. Right, but still, it's not you get twenty coins, and it costs fifty to increase your spell. Capacity yeah. or whatever. But it's but, not like the game is relying on you buying crap like a lot of those games. Right. But which still, is nice. They're, they're still making their money. Yeah. I'm fine with it. And I, I like the graphics. They're kind of interesting. They're fun. Do you use the AR? I don't know. I don't know if I have the AR turned on or not. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, it's like it takes a picture of your surroundings and the creatures are in it. No. It's the AR. I don't, like, I, don't let, I don't let the games have control of my phone or of my oh. camera. I use AR because it's fun. Oh. Nope. Because then you don't know when they can turn the camera on. Take oh, God, they're watching you anyway, man. I know. I hate to tell you. If you're worried about <laughs> Harry Potter games, you're that's the least of your worries. It still makes me feel it's like I have It's the least of your people. worries, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hate to tell you. I was going to go see Toy Story 4, but then I didn't. What kept you from going? I have not Harry seen Potter. Yet. We started walking around playing Harry Potter, and okay. then we didn't go. Because that's free. And I just... Uh, sometimes the idea of going and sitting in a movie... The sun came out for the first time in like nine months, so we went outside. And a movie like that, you know, on the opening weekend is going to be full of families. Yeah, and I'm also not completely sold on it. I heard it's good, but I'm, I don't know. I'm just, the enthusiasm to go sit and watch it, I'm not, I'm not there. I need to be sold a little more, I think. I'll go see it. I'm going to go see it. <sighs> I don't know. I heard it's good. It's fine. That's fine. Did but you I, see I Child's Play? No. Not even interested in Child's Play? No. It's a horror movie. I feel like Child's Play, I might watch if it's on Netflix. Maybe. When we talked about this, what was that, two weeks ago now? With Scream? Child's Play was an attempt towards the tail end of the slasher genre to reinvent it. So like, hey, let's have this doll that's a serial killer. Because that's creepy. It really wasn't that good to begin with, but now Chucky is kind of a cultural... But really, you watch the movie, it's not that good. So I don't know why we need to... But I guess what I heard was from one reviewer is that the movie doesn't take itself seriously because I don't know how you could. There's humor in it and kind of poking fun at itself. I don't know. But then again, I don't care. Right. I don't know if I want to sit and watch that. I heard Mark Hamill's fine, like the voice. Chucky's an AI now, which now it takes out of that. It takes away from that whole supernatural serial killer soul to just crazed computer, which, okay. I was reading a review on Instagram about the dead don't die. And they, yeah. they pointed out a lot of the same things that I pointed out in my review. It's a parody and it's self-aware in certain points. Yeah. And there's that fine line. It just seems like they kept moving the line thinking, yeah, that one with dead don't die. They, they tried to make it funny and I think they tried too hard. Again, though, haven't we done this? Haven't we done funny zombie movies? I'm thinking Shaun of the Dead and... There's a couple of them. Yeah, this one... The zombie... This the, one has a different take on it, but still, there's that fine line, and as I as I replied to reviewers, and I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was, that you can go way over the line and just go outrageous, like with Mars Attacks. Yeah. Tim Burton's like, I'm going to take this... But that didn't get very good reviews. Yeah, but it's like, I'm going to take this, I can go way beyond parody and just be outrageous. Ed Wood. Ed Wood, I think... Pulled it off fairly yeah. well, though, didn't No, it? I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know. I wanted to go see Dead Don't Die, and then again, I was the whole idea of going driving there, and I, I wasn't that. The first half is really good, but excited. the second half is just basically the first half again. It's like I, we've seen the jokes, we've seen this. You've you've said this line a hundred times already. 
it's not funny after that. In terms of horror, zombie movies aren't the most appealing to me. I don't. They're like the. Le- I don't know if I'm burnt out on Walking Dead for the last how many years they've been doing this. And there's a couple zombie movies I like, and then that's it. Zombieland. Yeah, that one's fine. But that one's even. You've gotten into parody already. Night of the Living was, Line was... of the Living Dead's good because of historically. Uh, Twenty Eight Days Later is really good. But that's a different kind of zombie. Uh, Planet Z. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that. It it was boring. The CGI. I am Legend. I took out of I am I am Legend. I got kind of pulled out of it because the zombie CGI was awful. So once I actually saw the zombies, I no longer cared. Will Smith was great in it. It was all great up until the point, and then it just it didn't look real. Why didn't you just use prosthetics? They're zombies. Other than that, I'm not a huge. Yeah, they're fine. I don't know. It's not my genre. But anyway. Are they over or underrated? Moving into our theme. Zombie movies are zombie. completely overrated. There is so, are we getting into this now? Yeah, let's move into, right, under, let's get under into overrated. Da, 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 da. That's, I don't know. That's the theme song. That's the theme under- song of this section. It's, it's, it's overrated. <laughs> Brought to you by... Zombie underwear. This new wooden guy that's in our table. What's his name, Bob? Bob. Yeah. He's a... Uh, what do you call these? That are mannequins, modeling mannequins for drawing. Modeling mannequin, drawing modeling mannequin yes. named Bob. And I drew on him, so he has face and fingers. And He's fingers. our producer. Yeah. <laughs> producer Bob. He just, sits there and sm- he just sits there and smiles at us, saying, good job, guys. I know. He's a really good producer. Yeah. He doesn't say much. He just lets us do what we want. The underrated overrated is really interesting, actually, when you get into it. Because at first... It we was twisting just- my brain all night. I know. I couldn't... I couldn't sleep, A, because I ate pizza last night and it was messing with my stomach, and B, I just kept thinking, like, movies were popping into my head where I go, oh, yeah, that's completely underrated. Or that's completely... I have more underrated than overrated movies. He did come in prepared today. He has a I list. I do. I have a list. He has a notebook here. They're a handwritten list. This is how... I woke up this morning and jotted these down with my coffee. Coffee and contemplation, as they say in Stranger Things. Which, by the way, comes out next month. July, couple, 4th? A, July 4th. Yep, July 4th. Stranger I guess Amanda's planning on binging it. Because we're off on July 4th. How can you not? Once you get started, you can't stop. Are you going to be back here for July 4th? Nope. So it's interesting because it's all very subjective in a way, to an extent, right? Yes. And so I so I had my biggies that some of our audience is going to be mad when I say this because I know that they love these movies. I'm thinking of Mike. But after that, I was thinking, well, what are some of the movies people are proclaiming to be these great, great works of art? And that's all well and good but how do you like i got on imdb they had like a, an actual numbered list like this is the top movie and i'm thinking yeah but no I, I guess and that's the problem with the afi how they had citizen kane for how long right well what are you judging it against i get the importance of citizen kane at the time it but is out. it the greatest movie ever i no, it's not because there's other great movies so it'll be interesting to hear our lists. Well, it goes that one off my list. Or here. Was, well, it's that, on it's on my list. That'd be of my, my big shocker was I didn't I I thought Citizen Everyone Kane thinks was it's overrated. overrated. Then why does it still keep getting I get Citizen Kane's uh, importance. Being the other problem is when you go to school and you study film, the professors, especially the older generation, I don't do it to my students, shove Citizen Kane in your face. Because at the time, what he was doing with the camera and how you tell a story where it's non-linear, he had aging makeup effects, which they hadn't seen before. The way he cut uh, and spliced film to make montaging effects was revolutionary. So I get it. I get his camera placement was unique. You hadn't seen that. Uh, What was it? 42, 43, something like that. 
You hadn't seen that yet. So I get it, and you can't take it off the list and say it's not great, because it is, because it influenced... You just move it into the Hall of Fame and say this is a classic movie. It influenced film. Like, you referenced Jaws. Jaws is... A great movie. It's, I don't know. It's, it's on every list. It's yeah, on the top, it, it's top not 50 on, movies, and it's not overrated. It's not underrated. Right. It's appropriately rated. It's not on either of my lists because I think Jaws is rated as it should be. It's a great movie. It culturally, it impacted you know whatever. So you have to kind of when we get into this and when we could start arguing is why we think it's overrated, why we think it's underrated, based on specific criteria. I would say. Does that sound right? Yep. I also have one other caveat. Okay. No Marvel movies. No I think, Marvel. I don't, I don't think you have okay. any. Okay. They're so new. They're so fresh. They're all overrated to me. So I don't want it. Because you're splitting hairs. Are you saying that movies need to be a, of a certain age? Not order? necessarily. But some of mine I have are recent. But I don't want to I don't want to jump the gun and say that people aren't going to appreciate them later. Because sometimes movies gain. Right. Yeah. So. They're not fully understood. I'll still bring them up, I think, that they should be appreciated. In the future, but... Oh, I forgot one. Hold on. I do have to talk about this one. Because it used to be on a list. Ooh, the list of now getting equal in length. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so there. That was my spiel. There are several Spielberg films on my list. (laughs) Or at least one. At least one. I think he might have been in the second... He involved in the second one. One of my other ones. Anyway. Anyway, do you want to go first? Do you want to throw one out? Do you want to do overrated first? And the way that I approached it is... Like I said, Jaws. Like there, there are a whole bunch of movies that are Alien. rated, rated accordingly and appropriately. I don't right. think people are going to say no. Some people might, but the majority yeah. of people are going to say this is this is respected appropriately. Yeah. The ones that on my underappreciated list are comfort films for me, or cult. I movies, have some of those, or cult movies that people just haven't heard of or haven't seen. I have some of those, which I'll explain. So I'm not. mine are more subjective, and I don't know if I can place an objective yeah. qualifier around them. Um, some of my comfort movies, I'm not going to argue they should be placed on some sort of great film list, but my argument is kind of, you should watch this differently. And one thing I came out of this was there are several that I came up with that I have not seen for a long time Yeah, that I think might be worthy of going back and saying, yeah, are these better than I gave them credit for when they came out? Which has built my watch list. Yeah, but I will. I will. I will say I have not seen them in preparation for this podcast. Yeah, that's what happened with one. That's what happened with the movie I just wrote down. I, I rewatched it recently, and I'm not gonna give a spoiler yet. But so I'm gonna throw out okay 1941 for it is underrated. Isn't it on like lists of great movies but when it came out it was it tanked and everyone didn't like it and i think it's one of those ones that over time people are realizing it was a better movie than we gave it credit for yeah i think now it's appreciated though i haven't i don't know i I haven't heard people talk about it i think it's on i I think it's on that list i looked at today the imdb list why is it great that's what i'm saying i don't know i haven't watched it but one of the ones i'm thinking it's under it was underrated when it came out that in hindsight, going yeah. back 20, 30, however right. long, that it might actually be better than we gave it credit for when it came out. Yeah, it probably is. It's like Blade Runner when it came out. Right. I know you don't like Blade Runner, but yeah. when it came I out... I like it because I get, I, I get nice naps. Yeah, when Blade Runner came out, people didn't 
they didn't like it. We said 2001 was the same way. It came out and it, it was Yeah, not, but that was pretty quick. People started liking it. Okay. It was like a couple weeks. and then, uh, it, it didn't take years? It didn't take, no. Okay. It didn't take years to appreciate it. I do have a Kubrick movie on my list, though, of underrated, which is, I know, weird that it's an so underrated So have you seen Kubrick. 1941? Yeah, I've never seen it. I don't, I don't know. It never interested me. It I think out, the title alone never interested me. Because it came out around the same time as Neighbors, which yeah. is another one that I'm going to add on the list of. It came out and people thought, this is just really weird. And I think in hindsight, we might go back and think that it's better than it actually was. Yeah. Or it's better than we gave it credit for when it came out. Uh, Your turn. Yeah. Throw a couple out. For underrated? Sure. You want underrated or you want overrated? Let's you want to go straight to pissing people off? Yeah. Um, let's go straight to it. Titanic is overrated. Oh, yeah. I remember when that came out, it was so overblown. And I went to see it, and I thought, there's aspects that are good. And I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Right. So we have to remember, when I'm saying this, I'm just saying it's overrated. Would I sit and watch it multiple times? No. I saw it once, twice, and I thought, yep, that was... I don't feel that it did anything, and here comes one of my criteria, to really further cinema beyond where we already were. I know they made a big deal of CGI at the time, but the CGI didn't even hold up. It looks pretty fake now. The parts that look good are the parts with the model ship sinking, that right. part. The story itself, the whole reason for having a flashback, I don't know why we needed a flashback. I don't know why we didn't just tell the story. Maybe of, we had to get some connection with Why? People. Because otherwise we don't care about the characters if we don't have an emotional connection. You can tell a story about Titanic and not have a flashback to modern times. No, we have to. No, you can, because they've done it a lot. In fact, that's another thing. There's a better Titanic movie um, from 1950. What is it? A he was Night still, to Remember. A Night to Remember. There we go. Not as long. I don't know why it had to be so stinking long. But I, I just remember when it came out, the, the selling point was the sinking happens in real time. Like, as the kind of, of. The amount of time uh, in the movie meh. it takes is what they think happened. Kind of, but life. not. I think it was a little shorter in the movie. Because the sinking itself was like two and a half hours, two hours, 40 minutes, something like that. And the last half is not that long. Performance-wise, not Leonardo DiCaprio's best movie, though he, though he was still young. I get it. I have a couple Leo movies on here, actually. <laughs> Speaking of, Kate Winslet was fine. Not the greatest performance I've seen her in. I, I don't know. It's just kind of a bland movie for being on this list. of, And it was on the list of one of the greatest movies. Do you have... Any other Cameron films on your list? I'm looking for Avatar. No, I. If you could, only, I didn't know people were still talking about Avatar. I actually didn't see it. Well, that, is that one of the ones that's overrated? Because it, it was, was such, at the it, time. It, it was at the time, and now people go look at it, and yeah, it's not on there though. Yeah. Titanic is the only James Cameron. But anyway, I was gonna say if you only get one, to be overrated. It would be Titanic. Would be Titanic over Avatar? Yeah, probably. Okay. I didn't like Avatar, but that doesn't mean I don't know. Whatever. Then I'll do an underrated. How about that? Underrated movie I just watched again last night, and I hadn't seen it in years, and you and I talked about watching this, but you never did, is That Thing You Do. You it never is, invited me over. It is an incredibly underrated movie. It's funny. It's And I told Amanda when I put it in, I said, I don't really want a movie that's super serious to sit and feel glum, you wanted, you glum about. You, you on wanted a, a popcorn movie. Yeah. Uh, but it's still great. It's still like acting is great. The characters are great. Well, save Liv Tyler, but she's not a very good actress. It tells a story. Uh, I mean, it's pastiche because they didn't actually exist, but it's telling a story about this fake band in a genre that you are familiar with because you've seen so many of these movies chronicling their rise and fall. 
spoiler, they're one-hit wonders. That's right. why they're called the wonders. And the song that they're the one-hit wonders on it is that thing you do. That's why it's. It's just a. I don't know. It's just a good movie. It's worth going back and watching and. Did you feel good after watching it? Yeah, it's it's a great movie. It's a happy. Were, were, it's were kind dancing, of a happy ending. They were you dancing on the house, singing their song. Yeah, the, the music's great in it. It's all original score and original um, songs. The actors, I think, they must have trained to play their instruments because it looked real, which is one of my big gripes. Having played instruments in real life is when you see sometimes in movies and their hands are not moving anywhere close to what they should be doing. Marty McFly, I'm looking at you, and Back to the Future. Charlize Theron was in it. Brian Cranston has an appearance. I didn't. I was like, wait. And he plays Gus Grissom because they do a variety show at the end, towards the end, where they that's like the pinnacle where they're right. on TV. And he's Gus Grissom explaining being in space before they get on. And we're looking at it. And I said, I think that's Brian Cranston. It was. We looked at the end. Who else is in it? I don't know. Tom Hanks is in it, obviously. And is he that, directed it. Tom Hanks directed is it. Is that on any of the lists as is, is a, is a good movie? I don't think so. <laughs> It so was it kind did, of a so summer. It does, does qualify for you. This is a subjective. This is an underrated. Yeah. yeah. It's an underrated movie. It's fun. It's And it's a good music biopic movie. Like I said, the humor is funny in it because it's situational humor. It's not dumb slapstick or anything like that. It's driven by characters. It's not graphic or, I mean, you could let your kids watch it. It's There's nothing really I remember when it came out because that was right after Tom Hanks would had his his long run of. I think it was Apollo thirteen, and then he did this movie because he had that long run of getting all the Academy Awards, uh-huh. and it was like everything he, he could do. It. And he directed this, and everyone had this these high expectations. And they found out he wasn't the real star of it. No, yeah, and then like oh, he's kind of in the tail end. Yeah, yeah. no, it's so, good. It's so worth I think watching. It came out. People were expecting it to be a Tom Hanks movie, and it. Was- I like that. I like that thing you do better in Titanic, <laughs> subjectively. <laughs> Now, should it be on the list? No, it shouldn't be on the greatest movie list, but it's worth watching. It's on Dustin's. Right. It's worth going back and revisiting, especially now that we have nostalgia for the 90s. We've hit that. But when was, it, when was it placed? Was it, I thought it was placed in the 50s. It takes place in 1964. Okay. Um, the Rise of the Beatles? Yeah. Well, they reference the Beatles because I've been 63. So right. what's interesting about the movie is they kind of reach fame writing on the Beatles wave. Because they're kind of the same. Right. And that's what like so many other does them in. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what does them in. Because even the Beatles had to change pretty quick to stay relevant with that type of music. Because America changed pretty quick. Because that was right at the beginning of Vietnam and all that stuff. I've torn as to where to go next with underrated. <laughs> I wonder if we have any of the same ones. I'm going to go with Dune. I don't like Dune. I think it's, I think it's an underrated movie. Now, I was a big fan of the books. And I went to go see the movie, and I was like, this is not what I was expecting. But I still enjoyed the movie once I let go of, this is not the Dune of the books. And then hearing that he originally was going to make what, like, uh, make it a trilogy, and then De Laurentiis was running out, of, uh, running out of money. So he said, you can't make three movies, you can have one movie. Right. So Doesn't Dune he, suffer from adaptation problems, though? He had to change a whole part of the story in order... To yeah. move the, the movie, to move the movie forward, which is the using the vocal weapons, which yeah. don't appear in the book at all. So uh, when that first came out, I'm like, "What? No!" But I do like it. Does tell an interesting story, and it, as you know, I'm a sucker for the early part of the hero's journey, which is <laughs> that's that movie. Paul Maudie uh, finds out how to become a god. Yeah, so not I, on I like my this. list. Not on either of my lists. Because I, I don't think be. I don't think it's overrated either. 
I think it's rated appropriately. Then I'll throw in... Is this overrated? Almost, the one that, as you're talking about, that thing you do, Almost Famous popped in my mind. Uh, is that I, overrated? I guess it's on lists of... I think it's underrated. Oh, I don't, you're going I don't underrated. think as many people watch it as they should. I remember it was big. It, it kind of had like a following when the early 2000s. People started watching it again and then it... I wasn't aware that it had a resurgence. Yeah, I think it did. But it's due one. It's, yeah. it's a good a good. Story. Do you like Almost Famous better than Dazed and Confused? I feel like they're kind of similar movies. Oh, they're very different. Very different. You think? Yeah. They kind of came out like around the same time. They did, but Dazed and Confused is about students in a class, and yeah. Almost Famous is about a kid who ends what? up writing for Rolling Stone. Yeah, but it's music, and it's the 70s, and it's drug it's, use. Yeah, but it's all about following a band that's trying that's moving from local bar band to national arena fillers which you see in that thing you do i haven't seen it you didn't invite <laughs> me over we were talking about citizen kane right yes okay so we both said it's overrated. it's overrated i understand right with, why. The, with, with the appropriate cultural lens yeah. you can understand why it's um this is a movie that's on a bunch of lists i don't know why i saw all of them in the theater even when i saw them i don't know why lord of the rings trilogy overrated i'm calling overrated i'm not saying so i think fellowship is a good movie i like fellowship the other two i don't like I, they're boring but i saw two towers on more lists than fellowship yeah and they then i saw three, i saw return watch. of the king on a bunch of and i was like that one was the worst of all three i like fellowship because fellowship feels more like an adventure movie where i knew the characters it's again it's that you know my hang-up with separating all the characters. And that's right. why they did the rest of the trilogy. I liked them better when they were all going on this journey. They were fighting foes together. And then they separate. And I, but, I don't and know. two is just more of the same from one. But yeah, but just in different locales. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's parts of two that are cool. Like that end battle was pretty cool. I could, that doesn't I, make it a great movie. There's plenty of battle scenes in movies. I could not finish reading the books. I got every time I get to two towers. Yeah, I, I tried. Stop. I tried too. There's a lot of singing in the books. I'm not a big fantasy guy though, so I guess I got to throw that out there. There's my. So at least, he but made, I do like Harry Potter. At least Jackson did a good adaptation and make the story interesting rather than just going straight from the books. I would rather see the third Harry Potter on the list than. I think that's a better movie. Which than one's Lord the third the Potter? Rings. Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Yeah. That's a better fantasy movie than Lord of the Rings, in my opinion. Again, I don't know what Lord of the Rings did to further cinema. I, it's eh. it was the big epic adventure. I guess CGI. we had those. It's we had CGI. I mean, this was early two thousands at this point. It was unless you can make an argument to me. Tim. I can't because I agree. <laughs> I can't. But, but it was filling the need of all the people who liked the books who wanted a movie. Oh, and great. he did a decent job they of did a decent giving job, them a visual. Yeah. I mean, but does going, that make it a great on a list of the greatest movies? Going back to Dune, they tried to adapt the, the book into an interesting movie. They tried. They tried. Lord of the Rings movies, I don't know if they did a, a better job of recreating the books or just to make the story more interesting so that we could actually get through them all. <sighs> but I yeah, oh, I, I agree. Those were overrated. I have not gone back to watch them since I saw them in theaters once. And when they're on TV, I try to watch they're on them. on TV a lot. And I, just look, and then I have friends that purchase the 17 DVD set that oh, includes yeah. the 114 bonus oh, yeah. hours that they didn't have. And I'm like, how, who has time? That's, they did. Because it still invests 
almost 12 hours just to watch the three movies. Yeah. Aren't they close to three hours each? Yes. So it's nine to ten hours. Yes. To watch them, the theatrical versions. So now uh, I, agree. I agree. I say overrated. Overrated. I'm trying to link genres together, but I don't know if I... I already gave you I'd rather see the third Harry Potter, but that's not an overrated, underrated movie. I think people rate that one fairly well. Here's one that I don't understand why people don't like it more than they do. It's a Martin Scorsese movie. Do you want to... And it's got Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Do you want to try to take a stab? Departed. I don't no. know. No. Shutter Island. Shutter Island is a great movie. I saw that. The first time I saw that, I went in with low expectations because I, I heard horrible things about it. Not, so I, I don't I, know why. And I really enjoyed it. It's like, I did not see that. I yeah, not, I don't know. It's the a, acting is great. The sets are great. The the There's beautiful shots in that movie. Like, there's a scene where he's remembering, uh, remember when he goes into the Nazi concentration camp right. and all the papers are falling? It mirrors the ashes falling when his wife burns the house down in another vision. Like, it's just a great movie. I don't know why. Like, the soundtrack was great. The <laughs> tension was great. It follows the book really well. Did it just come out at the wrong time? I don't know. What was it, what was it up against? I don't know. It was a winter movie, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Why, I don't know. It's a great movie. Underrated. I call that one underrated. Maybe it's because of Scorsese's name and people were expecting Raging Bull or something. I don't know. I don't agree. But he also did Hugo. So I liked Hugo. I liked Hugo too. I don't know. So Shutter Island. That's on my underrated. I give it that one too. I won't. I won't. I I don't know why people don't talk about that movie more. It's a great book too, by the way. If you ever get a chance to read the book, I taught it once. The rest of mine are just cult movies that no one else has ever heard of. So oh. So I guess I, th- I think they're all under underrated. Yeah, but you can't. Eating Raul from uh, um, the Sasquatch Gang. See, I tried to stay away from those because they're too easy. That's just they're comfort movies that I think everyone yeah, should that's enjoy. just I'm talking about like movies that are people just don't like. I have, but I got stuck. Um, I got stuck in my list and I couldn't get off of like yeah. these movies I like. That so anyway, what else do you have? So one of the movies I have in here I like. I, I actually like this movie a lot. But, and you're probably going to agree with me, I don't understand why we watch it as much as we do. And that is A Christmas Story. I don't think it's as good as people have made it. Is that the BB gun one? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah It's I, a fine movie. It's I, fun. Like, Christmas, I watch it and I go, that was why TBS has to play it 24 hours, I don't know. It wasn't until we showed it last December that I actually had seen the whole movie. And I watched it going... It's, it's fun. I've seen it's, all the funny parts. It's a Christmas movie. It's nice. It's I mean, literally, it's a movie about Christmas. Right. Like, it's nostalgia or okay. I don't get. But the, I've seen the snippets of all the jokes. So yeah, I'd seen all the parts that. And there's I, hilarious I, I parts. Like, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. The part where he's smearing his face in the mashed potatoes. I always quote that when I'm eating. What do piggies? How do piggies eat? <laughs> like it's funny. I don't think it's 24 hours before Christmas all day funny. I agree. I I, I have a love hate relationship with Christmas movies anyway, so yeah, I don't understand our infatuation with that movie. I, no, I, I don't. I, if that one, if if the film of that burned up and disappeared forever, I mean, I, I like it. I own it. I watch it every Christmas once, but it's not better than Home Alone. No. I like Home Alone, but of course, yeah. I grew up in the '90s, so. But there's other Christmas movies. So speaking of Christmas movies, underrated, the movie Krampus. Have you seen Krampus? I have not. Krampus is great. Is it a great movie? No. <laughs> but if we're talking Christmas movies, what Christmas movie really is great? They're all kind of cheesy. and Like, It's a Wonderful Life would also be on my overrated list. Literally overrated because people didn't like it until TV started playing it 
because they had nothing else to play. It's kind of boring. It's kind of again, this is a movie I like. It's but, got Jimmy Stewart. Right. It's a movie I like. But great movies. It's on the list of the greatest movies, by the way. That's I grabbed that one off there. I don't think it is. I think it's a good Christmas movie. Most of it doesn't take place during Christmas. Um, some of it is very melodramatic, a little overboard for me. But that was. But that's what it is, and that was the style of the time right. too, wasn't it? Ish. It's Frank Capra. Yeah. I mean, that's what he did. Greatest movie? Uh, I don't know about that. There are others you would put above it. Yes, I don't know if Krampus is better. <laughs> Krampus is in the same vein as Gremlins. It doesn't take itself seriously. It's. I mean, it's about a demon that comes and attacks the family. But I think Christmas. that's where it suffered. Is most people don't it know is. that they don't know that story. They don't know it. It's a German holiday tradition. But it is. I mean, there's humor in it. There's violence in it. There's. It's good. It's funny. But that's an underrated movie, I think. All right, back to you. Want me to do some more? Yep, keep going. All right, so here's one that is a recent one. I don't know if we're still going to be talking about it in the future, but it was. I feel like it was blown way out of proportion when it came out. It won a bunch of awards, and then I watched it, and I shrugged and said, no, The Revenant. Have not seen that one. I have it. I haven't watched Once it. Once you got past the bear killing, and, and then someone explained to me, yeah, but it's shot so beautifully. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of movies shot beautifully, like The Godfather. Leonardo <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio grunting around for three hours. I I felt like it was a pity Oscar because he has better movies. He was better in Wolf of Wall Street, I thought, which they didn't give him the Oscar for. It's a basic revenge movie once you get down to it, but it goes three hours. Tom Hardy was actually better in it than Leonardo DiCaprio was, I thought. It's just a black movie. Eh. <laughs> and people were hailing it as some. I don't know if we're still gonna be talking about it in. Are people even ten years? About it now? I don't it's, think. Recently, the Oscars have gotten so political that some of the movies are so throwaway. For instance, Shape of Water. No one's talking about that movie anymore. Like, and I, I was gonna throw in the three billboards of three billboards in West Manhattan or whatever that or effing, effing whatever Lady Bird. No, no one cared. I haven't seen Lady Bird, but the three billboards was but on no my one's list talking of, about is it. Overrated. It's like we watched it, and I was like, it's it gone tried, back it into tried that to twist, but it blogs. Because there for a while, there for a while, the Oscars were actually picking movies people saw. I mean, Forrest Gump, and they're big movie. Some for some reason they've doubled back on themselves, and they've gone back to, yeah, you've never seen this because it's great. We think it's great, but you're not gonna see it. And then you watch it and go, it's not really that great. Birdman was on. I liked Birdman. I, I never watched it again. I watched it once and said that was once. fine. I didn't even enjoy that. I didn't, I didn't like um, Black Swan either. Black like, Swan was all right. I haven't watched it twice though. I didn't. Right. I don't have the desire to go watch it twice. When Black Swan came out, the big selling point, of course, I was in photography at the time, was they used the digital SLRs as their video cameras for a lot of the scenes, and that was their selling point. Is you should go see this because they filmed it on a digital SLR instead yeah. of a movie camera. Like, if your whole selling okay. point is the technology, yeah, then you you know you have a problem. Yeah, again, as, it's as Oscars, yeah. and that's a whole thing. That's a whole nother, but anyway. Um, then there's you get into the whole like classic movies that you think are overrated. For instance, uh, Gone with the Wind, I think it's overrated. I watched it. I said neat. It's, it's another one that three with, and a half with the lens long. Of, of the time. Yeah, at great. the time, I get it. it. But we still get requests to show it through the Film Society. People want Gone with the Wind. Show Gone with the Wind. That's a long movie. It's a long movie, and... Who's going to come see it? I get why it's on there. Like I said, I just think it's overrated. But I don't think it would appeal to people in their 
30s, 20s, maybe 30s, 20s. 40s and below because it is a big screen epic extravaganza. It is. And, and when I watched it, I watched a DVD on a on a TV, like a basic TV. And if you watched and I guess it at I home, just, you're yeah. going to watch in the theater and go, eh. I guess played. I just didn't get the uh, epicness of right. it. Like Clark Gable's great, of course. It's Clark Gable. Like, <laughs> but beyond that, I don't know, three and a half hours of it. What else you got on there? Oh, man, what else do I have? So I have, I tried to stay away from horror movies because I talk about them all the time, but there are a couple. This one is on my underrated list, and I'm not saying that it is this kind of great revolutionary movie, but it is good. Event Horizon. Have you ever seen Event Horizon? I'm Lawrence Fishburne's think, in it. I'm trying to think Sam Nell's in it. This is right on the cusp of Jurassic Park, Sam Nell. I don't it, think I've seen that one. It's space, it's space horror. Right. So... Sam Nell is the doctor that created the Event Horizon, which is a ship that, so that they can, well, it opens a wormhole so that you can do interstellar travel. All right. The first time they use it, the ship disappears, and they don't know where it went. They lost all contact. Well, it reappears, I think it's close to Saturn or Jupiter or one of those. So the mission with Lawrence Fishburne is they have to go out, and the crew's gone, missing. It's it's almost like a haunted house movie in space, which is kind of almost what Alien was. It has okay. a very Alien feel to it, but it's incredibly grisly and violent. Good little horror movie. Have you watched it recently? Yeah, I own it on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> I found it at Walmart for like three dollars, and it still holds, like a, you, you still yeah, I still it liked now? it. Yeah, yeah. okay, it that's, that's a good sign. Event Horizon is on there. It's on my list. Underrated overrated tim you might grumble at this one because this sounds like a movie right up your alley i don't get it i don't know why people like it i literally do not like this movie i don't know why it's regaled as some sort of cinematic undertaking oh, ferris bueller's day off oh you're just wrong you can leave see now. <laughs> I, it's a i'm gonna state this on the record it's a terrible movie it is not interesting the metafictional break in the fourth wall is dumb but as we've talked about <laughs> Because we've talked about this movie, this movie before. I can't remember if we did it on here or at the bar. Is I think it was bar. Have you ever wanted a day to just escape and do crazy no. things? No. See, that's, that's but where... But even that's if I did, I wouldn't go and like sing Twist and Shout on a float. And it's just so cheesy. And I, I don't know. I enjoyed that movie a lot. It's so corny and... I don't know why people like it. Yeah, it's I kind of that. brainless, well, mindless. I think it's rated appropriately. I think there are people who love it and people that hate it, and it's it's rated as where it should be. I haven't met anyone that hates it other than me. Everyone's always well, your team of one singing its praises. Like, I, and I watched it and go, I yeah, I don't know, I don't I don't get it. The music is annoying. It sounds like a Twix commercial. I think it was a Twix commercial at some point. <laughs> I don't know. Underrated, The Ring, the American version. The Ring is a great movie. I don't know why we don't talk about it more. I see more about it in like horror communities right. talking about The Ring. I believe I saw that one when it came out on TV, and I watched it because I, I don't. It's yeah. not. It's not my normal fare. Yeah, but I heard so much about it, good stuff about it. I watched it, and it was a good movie. Yeah, it's I good. liked it. I like The Ring. It's really interesting to watch now with the kind of anxieties regarding technology jumping forward at the turn of the century. Right. Uh, you see that a lot in the ring. More so the American version than the Japanese version. The Japanese version, which I recently watched, follows more Japanese kind of folklore ghost. There's like a nuclear anxiety in there too. The American version doesn't have. Okay. The American I version. Think, is, I don't think I've seen the Japanese. Uh, the American version is more based in the kind of multimedia anxiety issue 
Which is good. I don't yeah. know. It's a great movie. Naomi Watts is great in it. The cinematography is really well done. It's very depressing and dark. Which is what which is what the, you go for. The, the Japanese version is not colored that way though. It's it's more bright, which I think is a cultural divide where yeah. Americans took it and said, Let's make it in Seattle and we'll make it look like it's the screen is like green the whole time. <laughs> but anyway, the ring. Yeah. I think the ring is underrated. But I don't know. That was that was an underrated. That was underrated. Let's do another underrated. Another underrated. Yeah. Underrated. Brave. The movie Brave. Pixar. Okay. No, it's fine. I, I, I don't know I was, why. I was stuck in. I don't know part. why people don't like this movie. I've talked to people and they go, eh, and they shrug their shoulders. And I said, I, no, I'm one of those. I, I, of all it's Pixar a great movies, movie. I don't. I, I just watched it recently. It's like it's better than I remembered, but still. I don't get it. Why don't people like it? What, what's what do you so mean it's about, better? What's so great about the it? The animation is probably some of the best oh, Pixar has done right. up to the point. The animation is uh, The character is great. Like, she is a great character, especially for a female protagonist. The story has humor in it, but yet it's still a serious Pixar tearjerker at the end movie about a relationship between a mother and a daughter trying to navigate these weird, archaic laws. Like, it's a great movie. Reverse side of that. Way overrated. Frozen. Oh, oh Frozen. <laughs> God, I hate Frozen. I don't get it. I watched it and I said, this is what everyone is raving about. I watched it at the height of like, right. this I, is the, the greatest. Because everyone was saying how great it was. Yeah. And I walked out going, really? The, I don't feel the animation was better than Brave, for no, one. I agree. The music is not good. I don't get that Let It Go is annoying. That summer song, the stupid snowman sings, is annoying. Like, and I, I get that Brave is Pixar and Frozen is Disney, which there is a little difference there. I think Pixar has better movies. If I was going to compare Frozen with another Disney movie, I'd say Tangled is better. Tangled has better animation. I like the story better. The music is better. It was funnier. It went back more towards upending old Disney princess kind of tropes with Rapunzel whereas Frozen I just feel like I don't know I just I don't I don't I don't think it's as good but, as people think it is here another overrated that you might argue with me but I don't know The Matrix The Matrix shows up on so many greatest movie lists like towards the top I don't think The Matrix is better than The Godfather or Apocalypse Now or I think if they had not made Matrix 2 and 3, we would like Matrix more than we do I disagree. Now. I don't think it's held up. I don't... If they I, didn't I, have... I, I liked I, where they were going with the storytelling about the simulated worlds and... A greatest movie, though? I mean, fine if you want to say one of the top sci-fi movies. I would even kind of cringe at that, but the great... I still greatest movie? watching it, but the first time I saw it, I did take a nap during it. No, it's slow. And then I watched it recently, and it doesn't hold up. It feels very 1990s. Yeah. And some of these greatest movies that you get, you can still watch. Even Wizard of Oz is still great watching it. It doesn't feel like it's, I'm watching a movie from the late 1990s. The Matrix did not age well. It's kind of boring, like you said. The action is stylized on purpose, but sometimes it's over too much stylization for my taste. I will admit that I was texting a friend of mine trying to get help for this podcast. And she suggested... Yeah, like phone a friend. <laughs> phone a friend. I was like, I need some help here. I, I, I'm struggling with coming up with an idea. She suggested, what's a list of movies that should never be remade? Because That's movie, a good one, too. Wizard of Oz yeah. should never be remade. Right. But they did. 
I mean, there's the kind of they use kind the, of they, they, they use did. that story yeah. they use those characters, which didn't work well though. She said there's some movie coming out. I was not aware they were remaking. Oh, West Side Story. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Spielberg's doing it. That doesn't mean it's going to be good or it should be done. No, I don't think it should be done. It was good. It's that's there. That's a movie that I would say deserves its spot on top lists. West Side Story. And we should just keep our hands off. Just keep your hands off of it. The other biggie that shows up on the list, this one might be controversial The Godfather. It's a fine movie. I don't. You think it's over? I think it's overrated. I don't know. Well, or, well. This thing is because it's so highly respected, right? I think no. I, I'm saying I'm not I, saying I, it's I, bad. I, I'm thinking it's appropriately rated. It, it deserves uh, I, up on, near the top of the list. It doesn't so deserve if, to be the top of the list. If an alien came down from Jupiter and said, "Show me the greatest human or American films in the last," you would use The Godfather. Is that one you would throw up there and go, "This is an example of one of the greatest movies you will ever watch." That's how do you how do you say yes or no to that? Because are we trying to teach aliens about our culture? Right. Are we trying to teach them about filmmaking? Right. Or so it- which way are you going? And this is why these lists are difficult because right. it's like I get where I don't know though. Is well, it one one game I play in my mind frequently is if you had the chance to bring Walt Disney back to life and bring him to current day and show him one movie that they have made since he died to say, this is what we've done with your legacy. Which movie would Aladdin. you Aladdin. <laughs> the new Aladdin. What movie would you show Walt? And say, there you go, Walt. There it is. But, of course, then you'd have to show him original Aladdin, so I don't know if that one would work. You only get, you only get to show him one. I know, so I couldn't do Aladdin. Cause, or maybe you could. You'd but would like, you want him to feel good about what they've doing? Or would you want to go, this is how far off they went? No, I'd want to show him how far off. I'd show him the the Last Jedi. I'd say, look at this, Walt. He'd probably think it was great. Yeah, <laughs> go, did you see those effects? Well, especially if you hadn't seen any of the other Star Wars movies, and that was yeah. the only introduction. So you're saying the God the Godfather is not overrated? It's I agree. Appropriately, I, I think it's appropriately rated. It, it deserves to be greatest in the top twenty movies. Why? I really like, like give it. Me a reason why. It's it's well acted. It's well shot. So the, the acting. Sto- the story is amazing. Is it? Yeah. It's it's intriguing and interesting. It's family. Do it's you think Scarface business. is probably a better movie? No, I think Scarface is better than The Godfather. It's the same story. It's just 1980s story. Yeah, I I didn't like Scarface. It was boring. I think The Godfather's boring. Well, you're wrong. I am. Yeah, that three hours is not boring <laughs> to you. No, I, nothing happens until like two and a half hours in. I mean, it's cool you, when he you kills. You like the slow burn. It's cool when he kills everyone at the end, but it's like for a mob movie, like Scarface does it better. Eh, I don't know your opinion. All right, sure, sure, sure. I say Godfather's overrated. That's one of my. I mean, it's shot well. I, I, like, I like Apocalypse Now better. If we're gonna do Coppola movies, I think Apocalypse Now is a better movie. It's that's, more. That's yeah. How, if if you could only pick one, if you could show the only only show the aliens, I would show Apocalypse one Now. Coppola movie. I would show Apocalypse Now. That is a lot more social, overarching social commentary yeah. than it's still great. Else. I mean, it's still. I mean, it's shot well. It's the acting's great. The story's great. One of my underrated movies, though, for doing mob movies, is Road to Perdition. I do not know why people don't like this movie or talk about it. I don't it. think I've seen that one. Oh, it's a great. Who's, movie. who's in that one? Tom Hanks, Jude Law, Paul Newman. Oh, Heard of it? Haven't Tom seen Hanks it. is a hitman for the mob. Oh, he can't be the bad guy. He's Tom Hanks. He is though, but he's not. Because he's the yes, he's a bad guy, but he's the hero of the movie. 
So he's that type of character where you find yourself rooting for him, but he's doing terrible things, like he's murdering people. But the whole point is, so Daniel Craig is Paul Newman's son, and essentially he's jealous because Tom Hanks was adopted by Paul Newman. Paul Newman's like the godfather of this movie. Okay. And Tom Hanks was adopted as a young, like off the streets. Daniel Craig feels that Tom Hanks is getting more attention and kind of sabotages so it's kind of like a revenge movie where Tom Hanks is trying to like work his way up. But it's just it's shot so well. And there's this scene, the climax of the movie, where Tom Hanks essentially is gunning down all of these gangsters in the alley. And the way it's shot is it's raining, and all you really hear is the sound of the rain and like this low strings in the background. And all you see is like the flash of the of his Tommy gun from like an unseen location, and the, they're just like dropping. It's just so dramatic it's like it gives you chills because then he like walks out and it's it's a great movie like i yeah i don't know i don't it does not have a happy ending though so maybe that's why people don't when did it come out 2002 i think you look intrigued now I, I might have to add that to the list See, road of perdition is great uh shawshank redemption i think is a completely overrated movie i don't know why it's near the top of all these lists of greatest movies i watched it once. i don't get it i don't it's I, a good movie it's long and it's a it's nice long. character development, but I don't know why it's... Greatest? I, I don't know what it's done for cinema that I can point to and go, watch Shawshank Redemption to really get a idea of... I, I don't of know. character development of... I, it's, like I said, it's acted well, It's and it's a good movie. I don't think it's one of the greatest movies. It's fine. Yeah. There'll be people yelling at me about it. I've been yelled at about because I've said that before. Because I'm trying to think, how many years does their friendship develop over the time where he's... He escapes. It's a, it's many 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 years, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's many many years. The movie long is how long that is. <laughs> and I'm trying to equate it, rightly or wrongly, to Boyhood, which took ten oh, years. Oh god, film. that was so gimmicky though. That's a gimmick. Don't like, you think that's a gimmick? I liked it when it came out. I liked what they were trying to do, and it was interesting that they were that dedicated to making the movie. That doesn't make it a good movie, right? That's what I mean by gimmick. It yeah. seems like. You could have just made a good movie. It goes back to yeah, it's the the technology. If the technology they used to tell the story is the selling point, yeah, then they know right. they're hiding behind. So then I have some movies that is it's hard for me to say that they're underrated. They're underrated right now, but I don't know if later we're going to talk about them thirty years from now. So one of my biggies that I picked, it was nominated, but of course it wasn't going to win because it was going against Shape of Water. Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. Didn't see it. I had no interest in it. Dunkirk is an amazing movie. And the way, and that's a movie you can point and say how he is telling a narrative is completely different from how other people are doing it now at the time. Because he tells it in a nonlinear fashion, but the way he tells it is based in time frame. So the men on the beach is told in a week span. And then there's people going to save them from England, and theirs is told in the course of a day. And then there's the planes that come to help them, and that's told in the course of hours. By the time the narrative runs to the middle, they start, they link. Okay. So then you're seeing things as like, you'll see the planes fly over. Right, and you'll see it from a different perspective. So you'll see the planes fly over, but you've already seen that earlier, and you see what happens to the planes, but the planes, that's only like a matter of hours because they can get there faster. Whereas then the men on the beach are waiting like days but you know that they're coming because you've already seen it earlier. The way the soundtrack ratchets up the tension because it's all time-based. So he right. does like a chronological ticking 
which the whole thing is just tense. There's no like let up. It just goes from the beginning. There's gunfire until the end. And that's the end of the movie. And for Nolan, it's really, it's an hour and a half movie, which is short for him. Another thing that he did that was amazing is you never actually see the Germans. So you get this sense of isolation and because you know they're there. You see them, you feel them shooting, the bombs drop, but you never, it's not like Saving Private Ryan where it's gory, they're killing, because that's not what he's doing. He's doing, like, he's creating tension and how are these men going to get off the beach? How are they going to come rescue them? Like, there's submarines in the water, sinking ships that they're on and... It's a great movie. I think we'll be talking about it in the future, but it seems like it got overshadowed. More than we are now. Yeah, it got overshadowed by politics of Oscars, and but you need to watch it. You need to watch it on a big screen, too, because yeah. it's, it's one of those. It's, he so shot it in watch, IMAX. Don't like watch it on my does. phone? No, don't watch it on your phone. And you need the music loud because uh, it's a Nolan. It's almost like Inception. Inception loses a lot of its appeal watching it on TV. Inception, because yes. I saw I saw Inception twice in the theater, and it's a different experience because it's loud. Usually I complain where you're like, oh, it's too loud. But the way he uses that volume at specific times helps audience reaction film. It's not just gimmicky jump scare loud. You're talking about a lot of criteria is based on that it is advancing or moving filmmaking forward. Uh, some some that, of these. Seems some to, of these. seems yeah. to be a big criteria. Yeah. That you're for greatest movies. Yeah. I would think for just good but movies. The, but no. Can, can a movie be a great movie without having? Yeah. So like underrated. Like underrated. I have Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds. I think I think War of the Worlds is a great movie. Is it? Yeah. Would I put on a list of greatest movies? No. It's a good movie that people ignore for some reason. I don't know why because. The story is really good. Um, the acting is really good. The special effects are great. It follows the novel, the 50s film, and then make it relevant for the early 2000s well. I think people got hung up when it came out on Tom Cruise because he had a lot of heat at the time for Scientology and all that crap. And people bring in, especially with Tom Cruise, he's a very kind of charged actor where they bring in their external realities into the film and go, well, Tom Cruise is a Scientologist and he does weird stuff, but that's not the point of the movie. Like, Tom Cruise is good in it. Sometimes his acting is over the top in other movies, but not, like, War of the Worlds, not so much. It's a good sci-fi movie. Like, Spielberg does it well. It's very Spielbergian, as you would... <laughs> I, I got into it with people where they were like, the ending didn't make sense, but it follows the ending of the other two where a virus kills the aliens that's the movie like i went into it knowing this is what's going to happen if it didn't do that it'd be weird because it's not war of the world because, because if mankind actually destroyed them by beating them with weaponry that would make no sense to the morals right. or the metaphors of the movie uh war of the worlds but is it a great i wouldn't put on a list of movies you have to watch before you die like i just think it's an underrated movie that brings up a point that I was talking with or texting with my friend about is American Beauty. Yeah, American is, Beauty is overrated. Um, American Beauty's uh, what was his? Um, is it Alvarez or he's the director of Road to Perdition? Actually, and I I wonder how much I honestly have never seen American Beauty. So I wonder I how much of how much the movie is getting um, punished because of Kevin Spacey. Yeah, and everything that he's done, everyone is like, it's Kevin Spacey, so I'm not going to watch it. But is American Beauty, I don't know, this is a real question, is American Beauty and actually, is it a good film? Or is it... I like it. Because I remember when American Beauty came out, a big appeal to it was that they were pushing kind of, it was pushing boundaries on sexual taboos, if I remember right, because isn't she underage? It's all about like kind of suburbia's 
Hmm. It's him rebelling against middle class, right? Basically. So he's like trying to have an affair with like an underage girl, and he's I remember it's kind to, of she, she seduces him. Yeah, it's kind of tongue in cheek when it came out. Some of that stuff. But does he, that drive it, or no, is it, it actually a good movie? It was a good movie because at that point in time, I was transitioning from corporate America to my creative lifestyle. Yeah. And he quits his job one day, just yeah. out of random, and goes and applies to work at fast food. Uh-huh. And, like, you're a vice president that made however much thousands of dollars a year. You realize you get paid $6 an hour here. And he's it's like, a terrible what? job. He's like, what are my responsibilities? You stand there, you take orders, and you get people food. He's like, I love it. Because it's simplistic. Because it's, yeah. You, you go in, you do your job, you leave. Yeah. There are no expectations. You right. Don't, yeah. So there are a lot of the things that, that he was going through. It was, the, a nice, it was a nice commentary on rebellion against middle class. In the 90s. Yeah, in the 90s. It was the end of the 90s. Yeah. Or mid mid to late 90s. So it was... But, but do you think that was the appeal of it being proclaimed such a great movie at the time? It do was you think sho- it will hold it was, up think, 30 think, years from now? I think it was shocking right. at the time. Um, would it still be shocking now? Maybe not so much because I don't think our culture is as work-centric or office-based as it but was back a, then for people to go, well, what's this problem? Just work at home, which wasn't yeah, an option at that point in I don't time. know, but we're, like all the statistics come out where Americans are overworked, the ones that work. But then how much of it is is um, fallback or fallout because of Kevin Spacey, and which goes back to the Tom Cruise thing, is can you get past... I can, the, yes. The personality and enjoy the performance. Yeah, now, I know some people really can't because I, when I showed Eyes Wide Shut, some of my students could not get past Tom Cruise. And I had to tell them, leave your Tom Cruise hatred at the door. That's, that's been one of the reasons I haven't gone around to watching it because I can't get past my Tom Cruise. See, Cruise's. I don't mind Tom Cruise. I don't know why. But I liked him in... Top Gun. No. Born on the 4th of July. No, the alien. Not the, the, aliens, the, the three people that... The pre the precogs minority report that one yeah, yeah that's I kept one. thinking artificial intelligence minority, the minority report good. yeah and that's kind of an underrated I yeah. would say I like that I, I think like more people movie. talk about it now but yeah. you know what a movie that surprised me that people are talking a lot about in like the horror community that I I guess I get now but it's I read a lot about it now is the Blair Witch Project that's a movie that I felt when I watched it it was scary. But then it loses. It's kind of like the sixth sense. It loses its appeal after watching it once. Yeah. I get now why they talk about it because it was like the first real, I mean, other than like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but found footage, quote unquote, that kind of kicked off that whole found footage. And and they were selling it as if it was real found footage. And that's what was terrifying about it because we didn't, and that was right pre. I get culturally why it's good. I don't think it's worth watching a bunch of times. I watched it a second time only because at the end of it, you kind of go, wait, what? Yeah. And I watched it a second time to figure out what I just saw. But I now, the, now the end of the movie is actually really good. Like where they go into the house and all right. that. That's really good. All the stuff leading up to it is just, especially once you go, oh, they're just walking around in the woods. It's Annihilation. Yeah, you, you you. I mean, I get you get you get you you turn yourself crazy thinking about the situation you're. But in. is that a movie then? The forty years from now, you'll say horror movies, The Blair Witch Project. I think it is because it was revolutionary for what it was doing in 1999. But as we said, with does Citizen it make Kane, it? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't does apply it make that. it? It was it was it was interesting, just like we've talked about with books, with um, Catcher in the Rye and Perks of Being a Wallflower. I read those and and uh, oh the other book the road trip oh god on the road Jack Kerouac yeah yeah, yeah. 
It's like I get they, they, why they were but amazing when they came yeah. out, but they're not amazing. I've tried to read On the Road like seven times. I'm like, I I just don't because they kept comparing it to Hemingway and stuff. And I'm like, I like Hemingway. I don't know. Yeah. I get that his language is kind of like Hemingway, but he doesn't have the storytelling that Hemingway does. Um, some of my honorable mentions for ones that are, they're close to but not quite underrated. Yeah, uh, The Burbs, Tom Hanks. I think that's a funny movie. Not a great movie, but it's funny. Well, that, that references Neighbors, though. It, it's, yeah, it's pretty much kind of kind of a retail retelling of yeah. Neighbors. Yeah, I mean it's of. it's it's a it's dated. You definitely tell the time it's coming out of, but it's funny. I had some foreign movies, but then I I kind of distanced from it because foreign that's a whole other ball of wax. Yeah, foreign and cult movies. Yeah, so one movie, and I don't I don't foresee Americans talking about this movie in the future, but they should be. Is the movie Raw, which is a French film. It came out like in 2016. This is also good for me because now I can write some of my blogs about <laughs> forgotten films. So Raw is good. Raw is exactly what it's titled. So it. If you're going to go find it, be warned. It is a French film, and they are not subtle with nudity, sex, violence. It's all there. Another foreign one that I put on there that I am actually going to write about is Perfect Blue. It's an anime movie. You keep wanting us to show yes. that one, and we just um, haven't gotten around to the right timing and the right audience for it. But that's underrated. I don't know why they're not talking about it. It just now got re-released. I think it's 25 years old. but And I'm not a big anime guy, but it's, it's good. Black Swan... Which we talked basically about. Basically plagiarized it. So it's that storyline kind of, but not ballet. It's uh, There's a horror movie from the 40s called The Uninvited, which is really not talked about as much as it should be. It's a haunted house movie. Kind of goes against the grain for horror movies in the 40s. Horror movies in the 40s were very hokey. They became hokey. There was a lot of like Wolfman meets Frankenstein right. meets Abbott and Costello. Uh, the Uninvited takes the gothic tropes and actually makes them terrifying. It's good. It's hard to find. I think Criteria has it, but it's a good. It's a good little movie. Underrated. And this is one that is I feel underrated, but I don't know if we're going to be talking about it later in life, and that is Blade Runner 2049. It is a great movie. I don't I, I just give you that I just give you that bored look. It's like, oh, that Yeah, one you're doing that, but I I've heard more and more people talking about it. And I think Recently, it, I this, think 20 years from now they're going to be pointing to that movie. The visuals are amazing in it. Just like the first one, it took a while to it get did. appreciated. It did, and I think, it, I, th- I I predict 20 years from now, they'll be saying how great that movie is. Two more. Blue Valentine, Ryan Gosling movie. Uh, we talked about that one. Yep. I watched it, didn't get Underrated. it. Underrated. You need to watch it. I did. <clears throat> well, you need to appreciate it. Maybe I'll write <laughs> about it. I'll show you. Uh, sorry. I have two. These are my two biggest. These are the most, these are my list of the most underrated movies that I love. The, this, this is this is, people need to watch. This is the Dustin Dustin's Heart movies. Arrival, and number one is The Witch. People do not understand The Witch. What what are we missing? I, it would take me hours. It's a whole episode. But just horror on. movie movie in general. It's just an amazing movie. I, I don't think they're understanding it. <laughs> I had friends watch it. They go, I I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, you're not getting it. You're not getting what's happening here. Arrival's the same is, way. Is, is it the story, or is, is it the movie watching, or the filmmaking part that they're missing? I think it's both combined. The other problem with The Witch is, is it's authentic to time, to the era. So they are speaking in early modern English, which on first viewing can be jarring. When you watch it back a second time, you get what they're saying, because you know what's 
happening. You've got, you get it. So you pick it up faster. Right. The first time you watch it, and you're not expect. I could see going into it and not expecting, and then saying, and I had people say it's too much work they said yeah i didn't know what they were saying well they were going for authenticity and they did it well the other thing i recently got into with someone where they said it was quote-unquote boring i think they were wanting a bunch of jump scares and it's not that type of horror movie right it's unnerving slow burn horror which, which is, is the which best is, which is your thing which is the best i don't think they were expecting that i think they were wanting jump the people I were talking to, they acted like they wanted pop out witches screaming and that's and cackling. Not, that's and not what it is. Bubbling cauldrons. Yeah, that's not what it is. And Arrival, I think, is grossly underrated. I've seen it was nominated for awards. I need but to then, sit down and just watch it. Yeah, you got to watch it all the way through. You can't watch you can't it pick on up, TV. You can't bits and pieces it. The pro the thing that hurt Arrival was how it was marketed. It was marketed as kind of a close encounters of a third kind type movie, and that's not what it is. It's a much deeper. The movie, the way it is told, it is told in the same way that she is thinking. So the movie lays out, literally when you get to the end and you go, oh, I've already seen this, but the way you watch it as a modern film goer, you see the narrative going as a linear, but actually what you're seeing is what happens later that she is seeing. But the way that he shoots it is, you think it happens first and then the stuff happens. But then you get to the end and you go, oh, that hasn't happened yet. But then you go back and watch it and go, so you're literally watching the movie as she is experiencing life because she can see time differently. But the way he shoots it is you're experiencing the time the way she technically is experiencing it. But you don't know that until you watch it all the way through. And then you go back and watch it again and go, oh. And there's there's like all the – there's these – reoccurring tropes of like palindromes and like her daughter is named a palindrome the movie itself is a palindrome her, her daughter's name is palindrome no her name is a palindrome <laughs> oh. so it's if you flip it backwards know, it yeah. reads the same I forwards know. which is the same thing is. what the movie is if you flip it backwards it reads the same way forwards so it's you, just if, a, you, if you watch the movie backwards it'd be the same movie no if you watch the narrative if right. you, the narrative it'd be, inter- it'd be interesting forwards. what would happen if you filmed it in reverse what would it, what would happen I don't. I don't think it would do that. It wouldn't work that way. They weren't that clever with their filmmaking. I guess not. <laughs> I'm talking about narrative, not the actual oh. cinematic time film. The narrative is. Pulp Fiction was my movie that used to be on my underrated list, and it's moved, or is on my overrated list. And it's moved off. It's not underrated, but it's moved off the overrated. Too list. appropriate. Too appropriate. Yeah. Why did you think it was overrated? Um, when I, I watched it when I was like 16. Oh, and you watched it again recently? Yeah. And realized? And I got it. Yeah. It's one of those movies I think, now that I'm older, I got, which is a lot of those. Um, Kubrick was like that for me. I didn't get it when I was younger. It took it took life experience to go, oh, I appreciate this because I get what he's saying about humanity. Uh, speaking of the Kubrick movie, my one Kubrick movie on my oh, yeah. under, underrated list is Lolita. Lolita is an underrated Kubrick movie. Or is that underrated even, movie. Is that one even available? Or is it a taboo topic, so therefore they don't make it available? No, you can get it. Okay. I don't know if it's one of those ones where it was taboo when it came out, but it's even more so. Well, the book is really, uh, it's always been. I mean, the point is it is taboo. Right. Again, that's. That's the point of the book. Right. It's again, it's watching it. The way he was able to shoot it and make it a dark comedy is really good. And I think that's also why it's underrated because people don't get dark comedy satire anymore. So a lot of the Was jokes, the remake 
done in the same light? Or no, was it, the, the remake, remake is done. So what was that? Ninety seven with Jeremy Irons. The remake is um, they tried to follow the book, so it's very graphic. You're losing it if you if you film Lolita. If you take the novel, I say here you go, Tim. Film. I want a strict adaptation of the novel. You're not going to be able to do it because the novel is all based on play with language, whereas you've put it to film, it's visual. The point of the novel is a lot of the wordplay and is this stuff actually happening? Is he lying to us? Because he's blatantly telling us, like, I'm a poet. And But the 97, 98 version, they filmed it as if just a strict... It, yeah. yeah, he's abusing and it makes it... A, it's more dis- it's disturbing, but at the same time, you don't have a character to really sympathize with or empathize with because he's just a, a child molester. Whereas in the book, yes, he's doing it, but he it's one of those amoral characters where you shouldn't be rooting for him, but you find yourself rooting because it's all language and it's all like, as a reader, he distances you from the uh, horrible acts that he's committing. Whereas if you watch it on screen, you're going to go, oh, oh that's, he, yeah, that's... yeah, she's like 12. But the book, he's the point is he's speaking to you and he's narrating this story, but he's doing it in such an eloquent way. He's trying to make um, excuses for, well, I'm doing this because and as an audience, you go, oh, I see yeah. where he's. But then then that's why Lolita is one of the greatest books written in the 20th century, but that and Kubrick even said, "I adapting that movie is not." So what did he do? He made it. He made it humor, dark, dark comedy. I'm gonna turn around for a second and look on the wall to see if there's any movies I missed. All right, the artist is up there. I like the artist. I think the artist is underrated. What is that? Oh no, I see what it is. This is one everyone oh, should God. have seen in their lives oh, and own their own copy. No. I just want you to... still have the wrap on it. It's another one of those where you haven't even opened. I have 50 copies of it because I burned them out so quickly because I watch this movie 8 to 10 times a day. Yeah. The Munster's Scary Little Christmas. We should do an episode where you're just going to throw out movies like this and tell us why they're great. Because I do not... This is great because it was I do not indulge. I do not <laughs> indulge like you do in campy i don't know what do you call that cult ish well i grew up watching the monsters well i did too but they used to play it on nick at night yeah so i i bought it because i never i don't remember seeing a christmas but i mean like like, where's how silly goofy can this be because looking at the santa claus on the back it looks amazingly bad and i I think it is bad but that's like your thing i know i like that's what i'm saying one of these one of these episodes is just gonna be you talking about these bad movies and why we should like them it's a personal like samurai thing. cop did you ever watch samurai cop no samurai cop looks rough i haven't watched it i need we need to watch it we need just to like screening. just like you like horror movies i like camp yeah because I, I watch horror movies like okay yeah that's oh yeah i get nothing out of them <laughs> that's because you're a soulless soulless man how can you say that? I'm holding the Munster's Scary Little Christmas. That looks awful. It's got Herman Munster. For those who can't see this, which is everyone except for Bob, our producer, it's got Herman Munster. In color. In color, which is already bad. Dressed like Santa, making a the startled. Munster the Hummer, Herman Munster's startled face. Which wasn't the Munster's a reaction to the Adams family? I think. They came out one or, the same one time. or the other, yeah. yeah. Not good. Not good at all i just picked that one at random what's another one here i'm looking up here is that spy kids yeah which one where are you seeing it uh left down day up yellow 
All the way down. Yellow. This? Is that Spy Kids? No, Celebrating Mickey. I don't know. It's Mickey Mouse. Nope. What is that? What is that? I just pulled off of the shelf. What is that? Satellite Girl and Milk Cow. It's anime. Oh, yeah, I see. It's a exhilarating and humorous, a one-of-a-kind tale. What year is that? It looks recent. 2014. Oh, yeah. Um, your name is really good. Anime. Yeah, you keep, which you is keep recent. putting that to the, the show list as well. Yeah, your Just name trying is to good. find the right audience to show these type of movies, too. Yeah, your name's good. I would show Perfect Blue, but... Yeah, so I am going to write... So this was good for me because now I have a lot of movies that I can write on my... Uh, Lost films. Forgotten films. But some Whatever. of some of them are forgotten or some of them are unseen. Some of them are under unappreciated. Yeah. Underappreciated. I have a Kurosawa movie on here. Seven Samurai is great. It's long. You gotta watch it in like two sittings. But Rashomon, a lot of people don't reference that one as much. Right. It's only like an hour and a half. And what how he tells the same story through four different perspectives of the same event is really interesting. But that one's one of those I think is underrated when you talk about Kurosawa. That is foreign films, and that's a whole different ball of wax. Like, we could get into <laughs> Suspiria, we get, yeah, we, but Eyes Without a Face is good. That one's under underrated. But yeah, because we, we've pretty much focused on American Yeah, I tried to stick to, like, cinema. more, I, like I said, I looked at that list of, these are great films, these are the greatest films according to whatever, and uh, I don't know. I can see why they are, but there's a lot of movies. There's a lot of movies out there that are doing, doing similar things. We are more passionate or concerned about underrated than overrated. Overrated is like, yeah, overrated. Yeah. But our underrated was the overrated. Lo- longer lists and ones that we pulled out to say, people need to watch this. Underrated, you have to argue. Right. Whereas overrated, you just go, it's overrated. And Titanic. People, yep. Yeah, people go, yeah, I can see that. Whereas underrated, I feel like you have to argue more for it where it's, no, this is good. Because yeah. people don't, they kind of brushed it off. Yep. And trying to win people over to say, give it another, give it another viewing. Give right. it a chance. Those, those are mine, though. Those are my biggies. You want to talk about your Kubrick workshop a little oh, bit? Oh, yeah. I did want to plug that, didn't I? When is it? July 20th, right? Is that when it is? That's, it's a Saturday. Let me look up real quick. You start talking about it, and I'll get the Is it the you. 20th? It is the 20th. I think I said this before, but it is the 20th anniversary of Kubrick's death, or it was back in March. And, so, and the 20th anniversary of Eyes Wide Shut, which was his last film. So I think it's... Uh, it would be good to do a retrospective, you know, 20 years later. Why are we still watching these movies? Why are we talking about the movies? Why is no one talking about Lolita? Uh, <laughs> I am going to go through not all of his films. I'm leaving off Spartacus, but we're going to go through a lot of them. So you're going to see a lot of <coughs> films that you might not have experienced, like uh, Pads of Glory. Have you seen that movie? It's I a have great not. film. It's an anti-war movie. World War I. Um, the Killing. You know, the, the war already happened. We can't really protest it. <laughs> well, it is protesting war in general. Oh, okay. The Killing. It's a great, like, noir movie. Um, it's kind of a crime drama. That one, Dr. Strangelove, of course. We'll get into Clockwork, all the biggies. But we're going to look a lot at his film techniques Probably the most. I won't get as and just and how they're still relevant. Yeah, I probably I won't get as in deep into like theory and all that stuff. I think we're just gonna look at kind of what he was doing because there are a lot of movies. There's a lot of techniques. That and that's gonna be Saturday, July twentieth in Troy, Ohio. And it's right before two thousand one. Right before the screening of two thousand and one. 
and the workshop is in the afternoon, I believe. Yeah, five five o'clock doors open. I think five thirty workshop starts for an hour and a half. Yeah, you can come in and meet Tim and Dustin. We'll both be there. Yes, and Dustin will be taking us to the workshop on twenty years after Kubrick. Yes, tickets are available online. Visit our website for more information. Alrighty, that concludes our episode on under an under and overrated movies. Yes. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at podcast at persiniafilmsociety.org. We also are on Facebook, and we are Persinia Film on Instagram and Twitter. Tim follows the Instagram account, and Dustin does the Twitter account. All right, that concludes it. All right, goodbye. We'll be back some other time in the near future with more information and banter. Why don't you ever open any of your movies? Because then they get dusty. But you can't watch them. Like this blue. I watch is... them. When I open them up when I'm, ready, when I'm ready to watch them. That was Milk Cow. He has not opened yet. Satellite, Satellite Girl, Girl and Milk Cow. Cow. On Blu-ray. That was, that was, and DVD. In case, yeah, they always do that. Yeah. It's a spontaneous purchase one day. I'm interested in watching it. Maybe we'll have to watch that and we'll do a quick cut on it. Yeah. It might maybe. be an, under, an uh, underrated movie. It probably is. Most foreign films are. That's true. Have we ever talked about King Kong? Maybe not on here. Is that an overrated one? Or is that rated just Which King fine? Kong? Which, which the one? The original King Kong. The original? 1933. 33? I think it's appropriately recognized. Yeah, it is. People, people place it for what it is. People were terrified of it when it came out. It was right. a scary movie. The, graphic, the animation has not held up. <laughs> no or the or the screens where they just walk you could tell they're clearly walking on a treadmill and the <laughs> the projected screen is moving behind them that's that's a good one too it's, it's 19 like 34 it's the best they could leave do. it alone yep. yeah